0: AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Graceland After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show, it's Afterbuzz TV's Graceland
1: After Show. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. It's been two weeks since our uh, last Graceland After Show, Bing is for Doing, and we are here doing another Graceland After Show here at Afterbuzz TV for Season 1, Episode 5, O-Mouth, oh, which oh, mouth. is, we fairly... Quickly into the episode, learn what that is. It really reminded me of uh, back with uh, Office Space with Oh Oh, oh. you know that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's kind of a play on that, and they've been tweeting up a storm about you know, come check out what our O mouth looks like. Right. So it's been pretty kind of kind of funny advertising. Um, I am actually joined here today, well first let me tell you who I am, I am your host Stephen Lemieux, Uh, Julie Parton is not actually with us this week, she's out of town, but she will be back with us next week, and perhaps a special guest, and I know we have another special guest lined up for the 25th of July, but our brand new addition to the panel is joining us all the way from her home, (laughs) and she is here,
2: welcome. Hello After Buzzers, Stephanie Georgie here, and happy to be here with my lovely co-host,
1: Hi, <laughs> my name is my name is undercover agent Banks, and she's undercover agent Smith.
2: Yes, Emma Smith here. Good to meet you.
1: Because apparently they're breaking rules tonight, going with different names. So we figured we'd go with different names and accents. Woo. Yes, breaking this is two part rules of our at alias,
2: once. Our Graceland Groove undercover hosts, and UK as we agents. as you
1: may not know, Stephanie Georgie is a huge fan of Graceland. She likes the show, loves it, and talks a lot about it. And li- let's let's talk about it. And we're hoping tonight. that you'll all do the same with us. So tonight we're going to go over Johnny and Paige. We're going to go over some of that uh, Mike and Abby, who I still think is totally a setup girl. <laughs> um, we're going to go some Johnny and Paige, Katie and Eric, Mike and Bellows, and Charlie and Briggs, because Charlie and Briggs is the main yes. setup for this whole episode. So rocking it out, we get my- we get a. Uh, Mike being woken up by Johnny mm-hmm. saying he's not going to want to miss this. So they basically just go out to the beach and play for a Yeah, <laughs> It's like, okay. You're Which is like,
2: fun. I mean, I don't know. Not many people would want to miss that anyways. But, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh,
1: yeah. So after they get back, of course, Mike walks in on... Well, let's just go ahead and talk about this whole thing. Mike walks in on Charlie and Briggs. Mm-hmm. And they're making, like... Euphoria faces.
2: Yes, euphoria faces.
1: What people say is heroin, the feeling of doing heroin is like one of the great, because it pumps your body full of so many endorphins Mm -hmm. and you just feel so amazing. And that's what they want to feel like. That's what they want to portray if they're going to go undercover and look like they're doing heroin.
2: Exactly. So Mike walks in on Charlie with her perfect, perfect O face, followed by Briggs' O face. Or, excuse me, O-mouth. O-face O-mouth, is definitely yes, the- what I used to call it in high school. Oh, <laughs> nothing to do with the heroin. though. <laughs> oh, nothing to do with shooting heroin.
1: Oh, <laughs> okay, so. No,
2: but they did do a good job.
1: So they're talking about it. They're putting on track marks. Johnny gives them a little crap for it. Um, but this is kind of, uh, let's see here. So we find out that Eric and Katie were their aliases for this deal that they're going to. Hence and the
2: reason they're practicing their own mouths. Yeah.
1: yeah. So this is Charlie and Briggs. We haven't really seen them do a, a real thing together like this before. And now this is their first time. And we find out that they do really have a rich history together. We mm-hmm. find out that they have hooked up before. Yes. Once. Once. But there's no love in Graceland, right? Which no. is
2: the the cardinal rule, I guess. Um, yeah, no. And Johnny mentions that, but that's very cool because I liked when they also mentioned everyone when they said that. Oh, I thought we were only supposed to use first names, which I do like because could you imagine being in a situation like that? And then, like ourselves today, we had we mixed up everyone's name like three times. Okay, so <laughs> Stephanie
1: likes to call the actors by their real names while we're <laughs> watching the show like, love- so every time there's a scene oh here's so-and-so with so-and-so and i'm like you mean no, so that? and so it's so and so <laughs> and then she said it again but used her undercover names and i'm like wait who who are we talking about again so of course when we had Joe and we had Chris on here, they talked about how they have so many different undercover names. Mm-hmm. But now they just have their undercover names, their character names, and their real names, and right. I'm just gonna be completely lost. Completely lost. But
2: it's okay, because we have to step up our secret agent game and get those names down.
1: That's very true. I'm actually I'm actually glad. The fifth episode we it has been two weeks, but I'm surprised that the only name that I forgot was Abby's. Okay. And our host, Julie Parton, helped me out with that through yes. text message. Thanks, Julie, we reminding you. me. Yes. Thank you, Julie. Um, so we just wanted to give that background before we got into Johnny and Paige, because mm-hmm. Johnny and Paige are another pair of characters that we have not seen interact throughout this season. And now this season, they, or this episode... They're portrayed somewhat as like a brother and sister, close, almost like the younger
2: one to younger ones.
1: I wouldn't say so much brother and sister, but more like... It just seemed funny, like they're the comic relief, like, because right. Johnny was already the comic relief, but now they're kind of making Paige have more of a personality because mm-hmm. there are a lot of people as viewers who did not like Paige because she was just that, like, she seemed kind of like that snooty, flirty girl who only oh, flirts okay. to get what she wants.
2: And they showed her they, a more real side, kicking it on the couch with her boy Johnny or whatever. Yeah, it's... It is what it is.
1: It's more, of a, it's more of a softer side, more comedic, and she's not trying to look like a hoe in every scene, like... And I don't mean that in a disrespectful May, but, like, that's her character. That's yeah. her undercover persona is she is the, the ditzy, flirty vixen. Yeah. So they make a bet because mm-hmm. they talk about how uh, she, he, Johnny's telling um, Paige about how Briggs and Charlie have had hooked up. And they make a bet. Because Paige began to witness them in
2: the kitchen with their chemistry that they do have. And it was undeniable in the show. It was very cute.
1: Yeah, I mean, he kissed her forehead.
2: Oh, but it was it was too essential. People always say it means more from the forehead than on the mouth.
1: No, I know. That's what I'm saying. He kissed her forehead. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's, it's that's... so
2: sweet. So, so they bet. Yeah. What is the bet? They bet um, within seven days whether or not they Charlie and Briggs were going to have sex. That's E-X. Or hook up.
1: Yes. So Johnny doesn't think it's going to happen. Johnny bets against it. And they bet two weeks worth of bar tab. For oh, only one week. Only loser pays the bar tab tab for the week. Yeah. So Paige is betting that they will hook up throughout this undercover process because they're back in their old personas, which were all over each other. Even the bar, even the uh, drug dealers, like you guys used to be all over each other. (laughs) Right. And Johnny's against it. Says, Nah, you're gonna be buying me drinks because they're not gonna hook up because Briggs says no love in Graceland. This was back when. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting because. With Briggs' character, we we know that he uh, he was the straight lace, He was the Mike Warren character when he first mm-hmm. got to Graceland. And now he has become who he is as he is now. So, at this point, we learn that Charlie hooked up with Briggs before she really knew him that well. Mm-hmm. But he was still the man, the myth, le- the legend. Because right. they joke about, what was it like hooking up with a myth? Yeah. So, that kind of thing. So, we don't know yet whether Briggs was Briggs now or, like, straight-laced Briggs. Because... Mm-hmm. Look at Charlie's reaction to Mike joining the house. Charlie kind of hit it off with Mike really quick. So it makes you think that Mike is a lot like Char- like Briggs, Briggs when Charlie right. first met Briggs.
2: And uh, Mike views Briggs as, like, iconic. So you would think that he would have some similarities, even, like, subconsciously, without even knowing it. Yeah. And to further on, um, if you want to go further more, when they're bringing up uh, how the way Charlie defends Briggs when he goes to speak to his shrink or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, he said, so they go, they go and he goes and talks to his, the guy, wh- So the helper, or the we, shrink, I meant, yeah. If you want to knock
1: of, that out real quick, yeah. we can, yeah. So Mike goes to, he has to go to the Bureau and talk with his shrink because he saw a man get his head blown off in mm-hmm. front of him. I mean, he sh- killed himself. I mean, that's pretty big news. We had the shrink before and we find out that he's his commanding officer. Commanding officer you go. The first time, of course, the first time we see the shrink is after, Mike sees Briggs kill the guys in the car, and that was the thing to see if he's fit for duty, but now we it's the commanding officer. Every time we see him, we know he's the commanding officer, and he's like, obviously, Mike is perturbed by having seen Eddie blow his face off in mm-hmm. front of him, and I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah, no, That's- of
2: course, and that was nuts. And then when he further, when he talks about, no, but I was going to say this when he starts talking about Briggs. um, I like when Mike defends him because you could tell that he, the way he kind of wraps Briggs up, he's, he knows him. But again, he, I feel like as if he's comparing himself almost.
1: Yeah, because he says he's, he's conflicted. Briggs gets results and he knows, he wants to know why. He's demanding to know why he's investigating Briggs because like he might be doing something suspicious But in the end, it comes out to be, hey, like, this is helping the house. This is saving my life. This is saving Charlie's life. Like, what's going on with Briggs? And uh, here we go. I found it here. So the next scene we see with the CO and Mike is the CO telling him, giving him a little bit more information, that Briggs, it's not just money that Briggs has been skimming.
2: Yeah.
1: It's whenever they do a undercover operation and they bust the drugs, basically. They know the potential lift, like they know how much drugs it's going to be. And usually it'll go up, it'll go down from what they expect. But Briggs has been consistently down, like it's mm-hmm. con- been consistently under the amount of drugs that they know was part of the deal.
2: Right.
1: So what they what they think is that Briggs is skimming heroin.
2: All these things. It's so difficult. I don't understand how no one gets caught up. I wonder who keeps track of everyone that everyone's keeping track of.
1: Um, This is the government, so I don't know how they keep track with all the other stuff. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so they think he's skimming heroin. And we also are reiterated to the fact that Bellows is one of the largest heroin dealers. Like, Mm -hmm. this is the reason that Briggs is so into Bellows is because he's the heroin dealer, and this is why we also learn how why Briggs isn't too fond of Mike becoming too close, because he knows Mike could put the kibosh on Briggs skimming the heroin.
2: Right, whatever the situation may be.
1: Yeah, so that's what's going on with the CO and Mike. But back to uh, Johnny and Paige. We'll just cut through this really quick. It's just funny that they're, they're being like the relationship... They're being like the guys who make fun of their friends when yeah. they get in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone has that friend like, ah!
2: Especially after being around them for so long, which they all live in the house, so it's kind of weird. Kind of not like when Johnny's like grossed out. He's like, oh, no, yeah, right. I know, no but way.
1: we all have those friends that's like in a group of friends and two of them start dating. When they yeah. like leave the group for a while and then come back, everyone's like, ah! Like <laughs> Johnny and Paige are being those people right now. They, yeah. give, they give Mike crap because Mike and Abby met up again at the bar. Johnny gave him the... Uh, alias is a pilot. Right. Like without Mike's knowledge. Like, <laughs> know, he didn't tell me you were a pilot. I know, that was
2: too funny. But
1: then there was that little moment where he's like, So what did you tell her you did?
2: And, and he said, he she said he said we asked, never talked to It never came up. Which you find super suspicious. Super
1: suspicious.
2: Well, I don't know. I mean maybe maybe they're just trying to point out the fact that she's a genuine person and that she doesn't care of what his job is. She was looking at his face and said, Hey, I mind you so about you're it. saying she's shallow <laughs> Yes.
1: But even a shallow person Would ask what they do When you're making small talk What are the four things of You course. go where do you live Where are you from Why are you here And where do you work
2: Well, What if she doesn't need him For anything more than
1: Then they would have done it already They yeah. haven't done it yet though So they, okay. they, they, The first night they met They walked till sunrise on the beach Holding each other's hands That doesn't sound like Yeah but that's always fun Because it's the
2: first time And then afterwards You never know or maybe exactly if they're in fantasy land, it doesn't matter. You just let all the fun stuff happen first.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's so <laughs> suspicious that she didn't ask, and they threw that in the writing just to reiterate the point that he hasn't made up. A, he hasn't made up a oh, job okay, for her yeah. yet. Okay. And it's assumed on my behalf that she already knows she's a cop. Yeah. I don't think she's a bad guy per se, but I really think. She he's, could be
2: testing him. She could be figuring out where he's at, where his head's at, how much he's involved in Graceland and so on and so forth.
1: Mike's keeping, I mean, Mike's keeping tags on Briggs and she's keeping tabs on Mike.
2: Yep. So then That's they, what I'm saying. Oh, there's too much. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's like the departed.
1: The pattern, yeah. Oh, back with the Boston accents.
2: Yeah, we could do the Boston. Johnny had no. a Boston accent for like two seconds on the show,
1: and then he got rid of it pretty <laughs> yeah,
2: quick. He did. That did not last. <laughs> no, it was just what he said. Charlie, at one point, yo Charlie, yo Charlie, Charlie, That's Charlie, fit No, Charlie. I'm sorry.
1: Okay, so back to the show. Um, so we see them. They're joking about because Mike and Abby were walking, and they found the dog again. Mm-hmm. And Abby says that she's gonna go. She's going to call her the dog. She's going to take it to the vet and, you know, clean it up a bit. He's of still going to be the dog, but he's going to be a little bit cleaner. Right. And they joke because it's a metaphor for what she's going to do to Mike. Right. Like, you know, she's she going to take you him. in.
2: Which I do like that Paige said that. She says that she she wants to fix you, dude. You know, and sometimes I guess girls do that. Like, oh, he has the potential of being something so great. Let me just polish him up a little bit and uh, we're good to go.
1: Note to ladies, it never works. It always just does not work. Uh, for some people it does. Okay. But... I know someone who's totally like he attracts women just by them wanting to change him.
2: OMG, really? Yeah,
1: it's that's that's what that's what that's why girls love the bad boy because they think they can change them. But no, like he's he's not even I don't know why she would want to change him though. Like that's the thing. Like he's not portrayed as anything that she would want to clean up. So it's kind of funny that they're playing with his mind in such mm-hmm. a way that like What's he thinking about of that course. she wants to change?
2: He's just, yeah, and he was confused the whole time, <laughs> especially the part when he comes back and like, after they release the dog. Yeah. No and no. Are oh, you're wrong, you're wrong.
1: Yeah, he took they release the dog. Series. You're wrong, you're, you're wrong. wrong. <laughs> Walks away. And he got so much satisfaction from that little yeah. tiny thing. It's like, But in a good way, it kind of made him forget about seeing Eddie blow his face off. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how they balance it out. We see a guy blow his face off. The next episode, we have this comic relief with Johnny and Paige. Mm-hmm. And then their comic relief rubs off on the other guys because we get this bet that Briggs and Charlie get to laugh about. We get the bet that uh, Mike gets to have his little say and be like, ha ha, I got it on you.
2: Yes. And animals always make people feel good. They're very good companions. It's, I mean, they're known to help the soul, if you will.
1: I know. You got to rock the BD. There beach
2: dog. Beach dog.
1: Beach dog. Hashtag beach dog. Hashtag
2: beach dog. <laughs> <laughs>
1: They should have put that on the screen. I
2: know. (laughs) Hashtag everything that we possibly could, right?
1: (laughs) All right. So we actually just went in order, actually, because Mike and Abby were the second topic.
2: Perfect.
1: All right. So let's rock into some Mike and Bellows. Mm -hmm. So what's going on with Bellows right now? Backstory, if you didn't listen to the last podcast, Eddie shot himself in front of Bellows. And you
2: have a very good little...
1: I still, I still cannot get it out of my mind that Bellows knows Mike is an undercover cop, or he he doesn't know for a fact, but he knows but it's He knows not to trust him. Yes. Like, ev- like we even pause the we pause the show to tell you, and it's just this great shot of Bellows looking like right at Mike, and I'm like, just like, look
2: at his face. You think this guy trusts him? Yeah, <laughs> I know.
1: So, so I think that I think that Eddie had the choice between killing Mike. Or killing himself to prove to Bellows that he was loyal. And I think he killed himself. And there's no better way to prove your loyalty than to put a bullet in your head. Nobody's going to question it. Like, sure. if I told you, like, something and I said I'm not lying, and then I said... And I whispered to you,
2: if you're not lying, shoot yourself in the I head. And I
1: shot myself in the head, been, you would oh, kind of... you You'd be inclined to believe me. So <laughs> I, I really think that Bellows is not going to have any trust. And this is just the example of keep your friends close and keep your enemies Please much closer. closer. Absolutely. Because... What Mike is trying to do right now is become the bodyguard of Bellows.
2: And he does it in a very good way. Mike's strategy was awesome. He um, Attention to detail, everyone. When you pay attention to things, sometimes it gets you where you want to go. So Mike paid attention to a line that he had said when they were talking about training all the gangsters. And it was a line from the movie. Um, it was an old Western movie. It was a random line, which I actually didn't get. Something about the cattle. And how they were being disciplined. So he Googled it and it came from a movie called City of Bad Men, which I loved that Bello had mentioned that the reason he like what was it? He said that what's the difference between, you know, every country has their okay. hero and everything else. And that's what kind of got Mike in his position with Bellow is when they made that connection. He watched the movie, found common ground, and then that kind of made Bello like him a little bit more, like, oh, So we kind of either it's the fact that he knew the movie or the fact that he paid attention to what Bella was saying. So he knows that this guy is, you know, kind of for real or serious about his job.
1: If there's one thing that anyone listening to this can take care, take out of it is if your boss likes something. You if, like it, too. <laughs> no, you don't like it's, it, too. You don't have to like it. But you know But it. you study up on it. Absolutely. I know so many people who have gotten into gotten into great friendships with people just by opening up with the fact that they know about something. Oh, like, yeah. one of the big things is wrestling. If you like wrestling, other people who like wrestling can immediately just talk to you about a lot of mm-hmm. stuff as long as you're kept up of to date course, on it. You find so, that common ground. Exactly. So his, their common ground was, he said, dumb bunch of cattle.
2: There you go. Dumb yeah, bunch he of said. Dumb bunch and of cattle, and that came from the city of bad men. Uh huh.
1: Which and is very cool. Mike realizes that's his inn. Like mm-hmm. that's that's the way he's going to do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So the next time, so he asks, uh, but still in this scene, he asks which guy is best, and he says they all tend to read the handwriting on the wall. Let's go ahead. The probably best guy is Randall. We don't see Randall, but. I think we will next episode.
2: I'm wondering if he was the one that talked to him right before.
1: Probably, yeah. The guy who talks about he how he's like feels like, like he's seconds. Rocky yeah. Balboa or something. He makes yeah. some kind of wrestling. Comment. I think it was wrestling.
2: <laughs> um, but no, it's it, probably that guy. Um, and then that's when they go to that. So yeah.
1: Yeah, they knows? go. They talk about Japan has its samurai. Europe, Europe has its Viking, mm-hmm. and the America cowboy. Has What's yeah, he ha- the the American cowboy is different from all these because he fights for himself. So oh, here's something to throw at you real quick. Okay, I'm sorry. Ahead. If I'm talking too much, no, shut go, me go. up.
2: Go.
1: Um, the American cowboy fights for himself. So at this point, what is kind of interesting is that taking into account if Bellows knows that he is a cop. hmm Bellows is a very smart man. He's a very...
2: Very He's well a businessman. Of course. And street smarts, which you can tell, I mean, with his background. <laughs> exactly.
1: And we've known through seeing Briggs how people can change depending on circumstance. Right. And Briggs was the straight-laced guy, but now he's who he is now. Mm-hmm. So look at Mike. You have this straight-laced guy. He's just been through some stuff. He's already let Briggs get away with a few things. He's already kind of bent his will a little bit. Ooh, look at that. There but, you know. um... Now we have Bellows, who's a smart guy. He's looking at this Marine who he thinks is a cop, who I know he's suspicious Ura. of. Ura. Semper Fi. Mm-hmm. And he's talking to him in these speeches, like fights for himself. Right. And what that says to me is that Bellows is slowly trying to win Mike over to his side, even though he knows he's a cop. Right. He's, he know, he's trying to gauge whether he can offer him something to put him on Bellows' side. Yeah. So he's playing, he's playing it how he should because Mike doesn't know he's onto him but at the same time, once he can get Mike's trust somehow from his perspective, he has an in with the FBI.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. But, and vice versa though, because for all we know,
2: he didn't trust him up until the point that he, again, paid attention to detail, mentioned a bunch of dumb cattle, and then now he's just realizing that uh, you know, because at the end of the day, Bello could be thinking this guy had a horrible experience with the, you know, United States military and wants to rebel against it and just feels that this job is suit for him. Or because military men, a lot of people in that background, you know, a lot of times are, you know, mistreated afterwards. Yeah, no, but they go they go on tours and they come back differently. And sometimes there's just way too much time to think about over there. And some people do come back differently, which is awful and unfortunate but it happens and sometimes it's for the good sometimes it's for the bad and then you're just in a situation like as if let's say Mike wasn't an undercover cop but he got into that situation he'd be trained and ready to go and you know wanting to do what he could to just make himself feel better so, so it really could be either, or who knows
1: either way, bellows is trying to play him, he's no, trying to get he's
2: so sick, okay, yeah no,
1: but either way, either way, even if even if he doesn't think he's a cop and he thinks he's the marine, yeah. he is trying to basically pull a mercenary, right because he's not on active duty, but he's still enlisted, mm-hmm. so it's still pulling someone over from that side to the underworld, yeah, so it's it's interesting how you don't have a guy like oh, he's a cop, we will kill him, oh he's a marine, I don't trust him it's Maybe this is an asset that I can use, and that's what's really interesting. Is because this whole show is seeing the the things that people will change about themselves, and seeing Mike's change. And I really think that through the seasons, we'll see Mike becoming more and more like Briggs. Yeah. So I don't know. He'll get he'll be seasoned in but the season. We do get a fun scene at Best Buy. It looked like a Best Buy.
2: What? Yeah. Looking at the TV. <laughs> the only way to
1: watch City of the City uh, just of see. Bad Men. Can you
2: put these on the TV.
1: He's like, hey, boy.
2: Boy. Boy.
1: Boy. Did you just call me boys? And the the guy stands up to him. He's like, we don't do favors for thugs here. I
2: know. Could and you, you believe could,
1: that? you could tell Bellows was like about to beat the crap and Mike just like socks the guy in the face.
2: That's what his face was. Are you serious? I was so <laughs> glad
1: that Mike beat the crap out he of him. He did.
2: Pushed him good. Now C- tell me. Customers get what they want. What does he say? <laughs> that was it all. Steps on his chest.
1: Apologize and say uh, customer stories. is always right. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: mean, Look, Which is true with good quality customer service. Remember.
1: <laughs> yeah, but i have I work in, I've worked in customer service like lots of times, and there's so many times where you want to say something but you don't. That really wasn't that bad of a situation. I understand he called you boy. I've been called worse things. Mm-hmm. But oh, but to
2: go and say we don't do that for thugs. Yeah. That was, yeah. That's like, and sh- I've been in worse situations, and I'm sorry. You keep your cool, so like I deserve to get pushed.
1: Well, that and don't be an idiot. Like yeah. you're you're five eleven scrawny mofo, and you're with this you're with this big ass black dude in a suit who's got a guy who's like standing like a marine. You're gonna mess with it. Like what? Are it you an convictus. idiot? So yeah, it's like p- choose your battles. Yeah, choose absolutely. your battles. Best buy.
2: <laughs> but that was good. And but the main point of that, I think, was just him sh- sh- Mike showing Bello that look when when you need it. I'll be there for you. I can handle the situation, regardless of we're in the middle of a Best Buy. I got you. I have your back.
1: That was that was the having his back thing. Yep. That was definitely that because Brick says like if you're going deep, you're 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 in deep. Like yeah. you gotta you gotta be for this guy. You gotta be there twenty four seven. Like you don't have time for your other crap. So the next scene we get with Bello and Mike is they're watching the movie in Bello's comfortable chateau, mm-hmm. which would looked pretty comfortable. Look nice. They were, they were drinking, having a good time, talking about the movie, and Mike finally offers to be his bodyguard. Yes. And because he
2: said, I owe you. And then Mike looks at him and says, do you mean that? Even though Bella looked at him kind of, like, angry. Like, are you really going to take me up on that that quickly? <laughs> and then he says, I want to be your bodyguard. And then...
1: And his reaction is, well, I would have given you the DVD. And it's like, oh, you yeah. can throw that in too. But then that's, again, throwing the com- comedic response.
2: Yeah, yeah, of course. But
1: again, his reaction... Anyone would be like, oh, I have a Marine for a bodyguard. That's pretty badass. This is this guy could be a cop. Should I? He he gave it that time. He gave it a good 10 seconds before he said yes. Which
2: which I don't understand also, because I feel like if I was in Mike's position, I wouldn't want to push that. Like what? If I was Bello, I would get suspicious. Why are you trying to be my bodyguard?
1: Because they said earlier that maybe Bello is worried about one of his men's killing him. Like, he's yeah. worried someone's going to see his weak spot, and he's just going to kill him, because Eddie's gone. Eddie was his number one, and Eddie's gone now. And then the guys, they saw Bello make his number one shoot himself in the head. Yeah. I mean, if there's not some dissent of some sort after that, then you have brainwashed guys. Yeah. Because, I mean, that is just something like... Yeah, like if I saw my boss at a restaurant or something like, like that, someone. make my make a manager blow.
2: Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I was like,
1: I quit. <laughs> I would not stay there. No, so yeah, not. people would not. People aren't too fond of Bellows right now. I mean, he did do something pretty terrible, but he decides to take a call. He has to take a call and leaves the room, mm-hmm. and he tells Mike, I will be quizzing you on what was in the movie beforehand. Right. Immediately after he leaves the room, Mike just...
2: With the quickness, might I add, I was like, gosh. Again, I sometimes it just makes me nervous the way he, they do it. Like, I understand that they're comfortable, they're trained for these situations, but, I mean, he how does he know that he was just going to go outside and be like, oh, yeah, that's fine, bye, and then come back in? Well,
1: I mean, ha- have you ever had one of those times where you, just, you yeah. think you have enough time for something, and you keep thinking about it, and then you're about to go do it and then you realize that you don't have time anymore.
2: Yeah. This is the kind of thing. Oh, like if you have the chain, it's, it's the second the opportunity is taken and then yeah.
1: Yeah, the second you let the opportunity go to waste, it's done. Right. If he if he waited for ten seconds to think about Ozzy coming back.
2: He would have never found that little note on the calendar.
1: He would have been caught halfway through finding it. That's the thing. So he finds he which is good that he doesn't try to get on the computer. He doesn't do anything stupid like that. He opens it, some drawers and
2: then finds something.
1: Bigfoot on the 26th.
2: Mm-hmm. Bigfoot on the 26th. So, Which you had actually explained. Well, once Briggs brings it up, because he brings it up to Briggs that he found it on the calendar. Uh, he said it's...
1: Hmm. Okay, so Bigfoot is it's it's a, co- it's a code word that Bellows has been using. And uh, Briggs has picked it up on comms between the two. They don't know what it is. Well, he knows what it is, but they didn't know, like, he, he didn't know Bellows was connected as closely, I think. Is yeah. that what it was? And Bigfoot is the for or the code word Sorry for getting the trafficking, the drugs, across the border without the predator drones that are patrolling mm-hmm. picking up on it. And we find out that Bellows does this through Bigfoot, and Bigfoot is probably the codename for the submarine. The submarines, yeah. So they're, they're transferring the, the heroin through submarines across the borders, and that's what Bigfoot is. So Bigfoot is probably going to be the loading of the submarines, or the accepting of the shipment right. down at the marina, where the we've already exchange. seen them at. Right. We have seen them at a marina, and that's where all Bellows' men is. That's where they poured boiling lead into Eddie's eyeball.
2: Poor Eddie.
1: Poor Eddie. 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 <laughs> if this man is cup, blow your head off, Eddie. <laughs> I will do that. Oh, no. Thank you, Bellows. So, let's see. Is there anything more on Bellows? God, we're getting through this quick. Yeah! There
2: you go. Bada-ding, so, bada-boom. rocking
1: out some Charlie and Briggs. And if you want to rock out some Charlie and Briggs with us, you know where you can go, Steph? You can go to iTunes <laughs> and you can search After Buzz Graceland and you will find our podcast as the first podcast there. You can rate and comment us. You can give us five stars. That's not ten. That's five. But you can rate and comment us on two different accounts and give us ten if you really want to. But no, just give us five stars. Leave us a little comment on what yes. you think of our show. Talk about how amazing Stephanie looks tonight. Talk about how annoying our code names are. After I'm, buzzers,
2: be involved. We want to be, let's let's form our own Graceland of a show and fans. And then, you know, we'll be the undercover fans for Graceland. Exactly. Let's, we got it we Thursdays. Every Thursday, we got to get in our special agent.
1: You can also comment notes. on YouTube because we will definitely respond. And uh, I didn't write them down again this week. I know I keep telling you guys I will do that. But mm-hmm. I will promise one of these days I will write down all the YouTubers and I'll write down the comments and I will give shout outs. But, Which I have
2: been following. And might I just add that if anyone can't catch it right away, tell your friends, tell your family, tell everyone that you can. There is a little app on your iPhone or iPad that you can use it where you can just uh, download podcasts and you can find them on Afterbus TV. So you can, let's say, Thursday nights you're working, guess what? You have something to do Wednesday morning. Just put that on your phone or on your iPad and then you'll just listen to us.
1: Or if you're tuning in live,
2: hi. <laughs> <laughs> Ding, all of it, fresh and clean. What did she say? The lady. <laughs>
1: Clean your mouth up.
2: There you go. Dirty mouth, <laughs> clean
1: it up. Okay. Dirty Excellent. mouth, Agent Smith.
2: Dirty mouth, Agent Banks.
1: So, to the Piece de la Resistance, Charlie and Briggs. So, we talked about how we saw them f- doing fake heroin. Mm-hmm. It has the, it cooks like fake heroin, it smells like fake heroin, and it shoots like fake heroin, but they use real needles. And they were actually drawing um, track marks on them with right. the makeup brushes. To make it, yeah. So, Charlene Briggs are going to, they're tracking down this guy called Almarasi, who is also known as Odin. Odum. Odin. Is it, oh.
2: I feel like I heard him say Odin, and then it was Odin.
1: I think it's Odin. And I
2: think I'm thinking Odin because of Lamar. Yeah. Okay.
1: I th- I'm thinking Odin because it just sounds so much more epic, and I think that the writers would be like, Odin. Odin. We are going to buy drugs from Odin.
2: Didn't they say he's like, what kind of a name is Odin?
1: Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So we get a uh, we get Omarasi's the guy. He's the guy who distributes, and they're dealing with a small fry distributor called Quinn. Yes. Who is just basically he not he didn't get the title the distributor, he's a drug dealer.
2: Right, but he's the one who knew Katie and Eric, and that's the one, that's when Katie was pulling her moves on him.
1: Exactly. So we we get them in a meeting. Um, and Charlie's flirting with Quinn to kind of get the deal going because their mm-hmm. original deal was 50 G's. And Charlie, she was, Charlie was like, hey. Charlie is
2: super bad. That's my girl. I love her so much. Sorry. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> so she bumps it up. She bumps it up to 75 G's. Yes. And uh, he kind of makes a comment about weren't you guys all over each other back yeah. in the day? They really are pushing this.
2: Yeah, they are, which is funny because that's actually the moment when uh, Johnny and pa- or when Johnny finds out, and then that's how Johnny tells Paige because of that. But, uh, no, yeah. And then afterwards, we I guess they their history is a little bit deeper and more involved than we think.
1: So they're making this deal, and Whistler shows up.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think one of us said, me or Julie said Whistler might show up again in, in the coming episodes. I think I said he might not. But I don't know. I don't he remember
2: won't
1: now. Yeah, he won't now. Well, yeah. oh, maybe maybe in dun, spirit and name dun,
2: dun, dun, dun,
1: dun. spoiler alert for this episode. But anyway, um, so Whistler shows up and she's she's using the name Katie. Mm-hmm. And even if he saw her, he wouldn't know to use that. He would call her Charlie immediately. Yeah, so which
2: got his nervous, and yeah. which got them nervous. And what did they do? Plan B?
1: They get all over. They go Eric and Katie up in this mo. They sure do. They're all over each other. He just looks at him, doesn't really even think about it. Like and they then make a
2: joke. Yeah. I'm Quinn's used good. to it because yes.
1: Quinn's like, "Oh, you guys are all over each other. You're all over each other again. They have no respect. They just do whatever the hell they want." Mm-hmm. So it all works out, and Briggs is like, "Let's get the fuck out of here." Yeah. Yeah. So they 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 bail. Like they get the hell out of there as soon as uh, as soon as they stop making out. As soon as Quinn and what's her face Quinn and uh, Whistler, Whistler get out of there. Yeah. So Briggs is worried that Whistler actually did break them but didn't say anything. Mm -hmm. So he convinces Charlie to go and contact Whistler again, which if you – it has been two weeks. If you don't remember, Whistler was her CI. Whistler was making a deal with the cartel with her or some sort of drug dealers, and he tried to bump up this price after negotiations were over. Which, as we all know through watching TV, is once negotiations are over, you don't negotiate the price at the deal. Mm -hmm. Doesn't work out. People usually die. That's what happens. So he tries to do that. Charlie recovers it, but this is his breaking moment where he can't be used as a CI anymore because he's too... He's not predictable enough. He's too... And he
2: wants to use it for... Or, and he's just, like, not there. Like, he's using...
1: He's unpredictable. Mm-hmm. He, he does things that the, he shouldn't, so they can't use him. He gets the five hundred grand for it. Charlie sets him up to buy a house. All he has to do is sign the papers. And she shows up, and the house is sold to somebody else. He never signed the papers. So Whistler's a disappointment to Charlie, but Charlie still has a fond spot for him. So that's enough history lesson for that. So Whistler's back. Um, he tells her... That he's not doping up. He doesn't even recognize her at the house. Like, he's, he's acting like this is the first time he sees her. She buys him a shirt, clever tactic. She looks in while he's changing to check track marks, mm-hmm. sees track marks, like, sees that he's Clearly obviously been using, of course. Yeah. So that's when she goes back to. let um,
2: lets Briggs know that he lied about that. And then once their plan B didn't work at the hotel. Which was hilarious and we got a good bit of a comic relief there too. Because after that, that's when they tried to make the plan um, to meet Quinn there with the guy. Mm -hmm. And then Johnny's doing valet. Charlie and Briggs are upstairs talking about their history and about how amazing uh, just, sex with Briggs
1: was. Yeah, like okay, how is Briggs? sex with the Mick? What? With the mic. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So they're, they're, you know, they're, you know, they're talking like this, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, you know, they're really, feeling each other. So what do the we do or? at this hotel room?
1: we're <laughs> we waiting for this drug dealer. And
2: Johnny's like about to lose the bet.
1: Johnny, well, Ooh, Johnny, jazz. Johnny's waiting for Quinn, and Quinn finally shows up, and Quinn's like, "Yo, where's, where's Pete? P? Yeah. Was it Petey or P?
2: P. I, I heard just heard P. P. P.
1: Yeah. So. So where's P? And he's like, oh, P's his six got his son's got the clue. You don't give car fluke. to
2: someone you don't know. No, I usually don't. And then if not, I walk away. And then he leaves. So they can't get the car. That plan's destroyed. And and then there's the comic relief. That was hilarious, by the way. It's like, hey, let's just get some
1: room service. And then
2: they started making the the sex noises and Johnny definitely thought he lost Oh, I guess he They got into it though. No, it wasn't them. It was they put on the video. No, 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 no. Oh, they did. They did get into it though. Like
1: Briggs goes straight up like Hulk Smash, rolls the stuff off the table. Some
2: Fast and the Furious ladies, if you remember the scene in the garage with uh, Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez that's exactly what went down in that exactly I mean, that <laughs> was,
1: that so was a hot scene <laughs> Charlie's looking pretty sexy and then they stop and they just start laughing because because it was just silly it's, yeah, it's silly. beyond it's like, that yeah. and they're just like Eric and Katie which I
2: like that too I like that they were it showed that they could hold back and that it wasn't you know
1: well it's such a it's such a play to their lives I mean their lives are you're this and then immediately when you're not there anymore you're somebody else mm-hmm. And this was, it's Eric and Katie, and they just shut off, and they were Briggs and P- Briggs and Charlie again. Yeah. And it's kind of funny to see them laugh it off, and they uh, they did turn their mics off for that part. Like, they fuzz out the mics, and then he starts, then when uh, Manny, uh, sorry, Johnny, starts hearing, hearing it again, he's like, oh, man. He's like, yeah. You think well, we should so cut mad it mad off yet? I know. I'll uh, give it ten more minutes. You just
2: want to keep up your reputation. That part was hilarious, too. Cause... Better make it an hour. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? No, yeah, that was pretty good.
1: But it's, uh, but... I liked it. The writers really like to get your realizations. Like, they don't want you to, like, see it and then be like, oh, that's what they're doing. They want you to see it and realize as you're watching it. And they did a great, fantastic job with this. Because as I see Briggs doing this stuff, like, I'm like, oh, my God. He's trying to make Johnny lose the bet. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, because he's like his bro, but he's still just he's making Johnny lose the bet. Because why did Johnny tell him about the bet?
2: And not to mention, I feel like between guys, when he said, "Oh, would you bet against it?" and he's like, "Yeah, you, y'all aren't gonna do it." I'm, I'm sure Briggs is like, "What it's do a you challenge. mean? What do you mean we're not gonna yeah, do it? It's a I challenge." Got this.
1: <laughs> so he, so he tells, he actually tells, um, he tells Charlie that too, and he's like, "It's like, well, I guess." Uh, yeah. I guess she's buying Johnny drinks like, well, she hasn't lost yet. And that's when they come up with the idea to do the put by a porn movie, right. put on the mic and just let Johnny listen while he has that the was ballet. Hilarious.
2: I love afterwards in the kitchen when they like come back together and he tries to make fun of that and said, how did gosh, that was the best sleep ever. How did you both sleep? And they say when Charlie goes, you know, leaving the mic on was an invitation for you and Johnny's face was just uh oh yeah,
1: they said let's give to her the join- win
2: yeah right that was too funny which can I say also about wh- what I love about the show is the fact that they do like especially Charlie in her case where she plays all these different characters I love that just you're able to see their raw talent even in regards to just acting like when they have to switch it up so quickly it's nice to see that because you're you get to see more than one character that they could play within the show mm-hmm. you know and then they kind of just you you get more of appreciation for each actor every time that they do it
1: well it's great because they, they did cast very well the mm-hmm. deep sunken eyes with Charlie she oh, really yeah, does play so that right. very well um so in the morning we see Johnny and they're totally teasing him like yeah. so hardcore making him feel uncomfortable and they're like you know turning the radio on is like invitation yeah invitation, invitation. finally realizes it I mean that
2: his heart drops you can just tell he's like oh no.
1: Uh, they have great chemistry yeah. Like I feel like These actors really do Live in this house together yeah. Just to get better chemistry It's kind of
2: like, like A little dorm room yeah. I love that I love that you can That you kind of Get that atmosphere too Because I want You know I, As a fan And I want other people To love it with me You want to kind of Be a part of the show You know Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's Thursday is going to be, like, you know, like, oh, it's, my you know, Thursdays. Let's birthday. go hang with my boys. Yeah. Briggs, Johnny, <laughs> Jake. Which, can I just say, I saw that on Twitter, and I, I wish I would have written down um, a fan saying, like, oh, I'm going to hang out with my boys tonight. And then, in parentheses, she writes, in my head. And huh. she puts the names of them. But it's cool. Like, definitely think that way. This is, let's embrace the show.
1: Guess who we didn't get any of today?
2: I know. We didn't get Brandon. Brando. No, no oh. Jakes. No Jakes.
1: No Jakes. Yeah, Brandon McLaren, yeah. No mm-hmm. Jakes. None. None. Where were you? Where were you? Were you in Jamaica doing another bird deal? Like, what's the deal here?
2: There's. It's always like a better story afterwards. Yeah, I was noticing that. I was like waiting for it, but we'll see you next week. We'll see next week.
1: But this week was all about putting people who haven't been together together in a way. Mm-hmm. So I really think that we're going to see Jake's and um Mike work together next week. Yeah, Jake's and Jake's and Mike will probably get together. But anyway, we got to tie up this the last of the thing. So. Uh the, last, the next bet they have is they need somebody to vouch for him. So they need Whistler to vouch for Charlie and they get him back. in with Quinn. Mm-hmm. So Charlie talks her up, talks her up, talks her up. They get a call from him. And he's so, so high out of his mind he's on super high. black tar heroin. Money,
2: money, money, money. That's what he says to her as soon as they make the deal.
1: And then he falls down. And... Then he gets back. Oh wait, no, he doesn't get back up. He
2: doesn't. <laughs> good one. He does not get back up.
1: So, it's good that Charlie was actually worried about him. So they show up at the place. Mm-hmm. They sit down
2: because he said they'd make the meeting, which surprisingly was quick when they got there and everything.
1: Yeah, he. She's like, "Well, where's Charlie? Where's Charlie?" So they get there. Charlie's, of course, she sees him. He's dead.
2: Where's Whistler? And then, oh, he disappeared into the bathroom and bam. Yeah. Which I'm wondering. I was wondering how that was going to work out because I thought she was going to come out, but come back out and be like. Yo, Whistler's dead, but she didn't...
1: No, because I would call the deal off. Yeah. Call the deal off. Exactly. So, So she goes out, I'm, and uh, it was interesting to that. see them talking, and Briggs using Charlie's name in front, of every, in front of people without... Well, no one was around, but at the same time, using Charlie's name... Again,
2: they switched it up quickly because she came back, and she said, Charlie, it's okay, Charlie. Char-
1: Katie. Like he said, and he stopped when the guy was coming yeah. back. So the deal is not going so well. He says, Amarasi's not coming. Yeah. Deal change. He pulls out a gun. And then he starts talking
2: about how the internet is such a cool place because did you know that undercover cops aren't supposed
1: to do drugs? You can get and find out anything. So undercover cops can't do drugs. He puts out his own heroin.
2: And he puts them to the test. Briggs gets defensive,
1: of course. Briggs is about to walk off and they wouldn't let him. And then Charlie Charlie
2: being the... Bad girl that she is.
1: She goes for it.
2: Yep. Which, can I just say, that makes the title of the show, O Mouth, the very last scene. That was nuts. Her eyes completely going, like... Yeah. And, oh... Completely dilated. <laughs> and totally in an O Mouth. That was bad. Not funny, but a little bit, because it was just too nuts.
1: I, She... Her character has had heroin before, I'm fairly sure. I think most cops who have to be in that situation, they have to at least try some of these drugs in some some way or some form or another. Mm -hmm. So they know what to expect in the the situation where they must... Life or death, they have to. Yeah. Because if she... Because if she, she's acting like she's taking it, mm-hmm. but then when she has to take it for the real deal, if she took it like it was her first time ever doing it, mm-hmm. it would stand out so much.
2: It was. Which I was thinking also because from the beginning, because that's kind of how it's the show started. We saw her first fake O-Face, which is pretty good. You know, it was kind of quiet. Mike was just watching her and she's doing it and you see the moment of when she shoots and gets high. But this last one was different because she had that face that she always has until they got her and then it was much more intensified. So I'm wondering I in fact should we go into not, not
1: yet, not yet. So just uh we do have Johnny listening to this whole thing. So now mm-hmm. That is He sees it right
2: Well once they test it But which they have to Get ready to go in Even before she
1: Yeah he was getting ready To go in Johnny is always like The surveillance On the backbound guy
2: He's ready to go
1: So she uses Some real shit All right. Yeah you're right Let's go ahead And do you have any News and gossip No? Yes? No? News
2: and gossip uh, Aaron T.B. Is gonna be on The Wendy Williams show On Tuesday I believe So if you guys wanna see I'm sure they're gonna be Talking about that And he'll be There to interview And we'll just see What he's like And doing all right. Well then, let's go ahead and get into predictions.
0: <laughs> and now, your AfterBuzz TV predictions. <laughs> predictions. Yes.
1: So, um, real quick breakdown with what we saw in the previews. Um, we see a bomb exploding. Well, okay. So we see Bellows. We see Mike trying to talk to Bellows to betray the cartel, mm-hmm. like break off a deal with the cartel. We also see, um. Johnny diving underwater and then finding a large missile underwater and then we see a huge explosion from underwater and then we see um them losing contact with Johnny after the explosion.
2: I know, which is also
1: it's all I don't editing. Know. It's all I editing, know. but you go ahead and do your predictions and I'll do mine.
2: Okay. Well, just based on I'm just wondering right now, I think honestly with the difference of face, I'm I'm hoping that she doesn't get caught up just with the simple fact of actually using it. Oh, Charlie? Yeah. I'm so worried. Like, I wonder what's going to happen the, the moment that, like, after she makes that face. I cannot wait to see what Quinn's and Briggs' reaction was. Or to see if Johnny gets even in. But I think she might get, kind of get caught up with that. Uh, Mike might develop or figure something out with Bello. I, either the the relationship just develops. But I don't think anything's going to go bad between them. In fact, it might not even be focused on. And then that's it.
1: Okay. Um I think Charlie's downfall from the heroin is just going to happen only for next episode. We're not going to see anything past that. Mm-hmm. Uh, she will flush her system, and next episode is going to be her flushing her system and going through somewhat of slight oh, withdrawal yeah. from taking it. And as we know from the drug dealer from Quinn, the, the stuff they took is very, very, very powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, it's not cheap-ass heroin. It's tar heroin. Tar heroin is very, very potent. Um, for previews from next week... Um, as we know that there's a submarine, um, I have a feeling that Johnny's going to go down to inspect that missile. Then it's going to have some kind of drama with, like, the missiles interfering with the communications so they can't hear him. But then he's going to come back to the top and everything's going to be fine. Or ex- he gets
2: caught up with some submarine down there.
1: No, the – the, the ex- well, you can make that prediction. I'm just saying my prediction <laughs> is uh, the explosion we see in the water is going to be – probably they're going to – plant something on the submarine to blow it up and that's going to be the submarine exploding or that's going to be them detonating that missile that they found at the bottom of the ocean because johnny's going to come back up he'll say okay everything's set to go because they don't disarm missiles they mm-hmm. don't disarm ieds it's a very common misconception. they don't do that what they do is they set another explosive next to it get to a safe distance and charge them both right so that gets rid of everything you don't have to worry about a guy cutting a wrong wire that kind mm-hmm. of bullcrap so i feel like that's what that's going to be um with bellows, I think Mike is going to have some of his i think bellows is going through a cartel deal with this with this big uh with Bigfoot mm-hmm. and they are the ones who have the submarine, and I think bellows is actually going to contribute to the way that they destroy the submarine the way that they find it and I think the reason behind that is Mike's going to know some inside information from working as the bodyguard an FBI agent oh. no working as an FBI agent. That he's going to find some way to portray to Bellows to make him break off his contact with the cartel. Okay, yeah. And that's why he's asking him to to betray the cartel. Because thorough,
2: my friend. Thorough. Yeah. Your predictions there.
1: I got I got a lot of them. Um, well,
2: dumb banks. Next
1: episode, we'll see Jake's and Mike working together. That's yeah. what I really think. Charles is going to be coming down from that. And where could we find you, Steven? You can find me here at TV doing the Graceland after show as well as the Get Out Alive with Bear Grylls, Dexter, and Twisted, which is an ABC family show. I do that after show as well. Um, You can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, S D E P H E N L-E M I E U X, and on Instagram at S R L E M I E U X, as well as engineering and in the booth for a lot of these shows. We had Phil in the booth tonight. Phil is the man. And then where can we find you, Miss Stephanie Georgie?
2: Please, after buzzers, follow me on Twitter at Stephanie with a P-H, Georgie, G-I-O-R-G-I. And then on Instagram, Steffi with a Y, G-47. Um, I definitely will tweet back and talk to anyone who wants to talk. And let's love Graceland together.
1: All right. And I also have to say, next week we may or may not have a guest. Julie will be back.
2: But stay but tuned for that.
1: On the 25th, we will have... The bird the bird guy himself, <laughs> Mr. Brandon J. McLaren coming into studio with us and we will be able to interview him, ask him any questions. So definitely leave some questions for him on our YouTube and we'll check them. Alright, and until next week, we will see you later. See, <laughs> right. you later. Yeah. See Bye guys.
2: You. See ya.
0: From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the Afterbuzz TV Network.